I welcome you to this first episode, The Clash of the Gods. Um, 2020 was something <laughs> and uh, a lot of people have questions. Why would God allow this? Why would God allow that? And um, we're going to answer some of those questions through this teaching by the special grace of God. So who are the gods and why do they clash? Um, let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful time we have to fellowship with you and to fellowship with one another. We pray, Lord, that as we study, that you will open our eyes to see all that you want us to see in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's go right into it. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat, nor touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, Joe, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, that that your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, two things to take note of here is, number one, has God said? Number two, God had said. So the devil came to the woman, this is what played out and said, you know, do you really need God to direct your path? Had God said? He has given another instruction again, Abby. He has given you instruction. You know, do you need God? Do you need his judgment? You can actually have the knowledge of good and evil for yourself. You can decide what is right and what is wrong for yourself. Do you really need God to come and tell you what to do every time? Now, this is, this is key. And I'm taking us now to Romans 8, 6, where the Bible says, For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So to be carnally minded is death. What does it mean to be carnally minded? What does that mean? It's simple. The Bible talks about walking in the spirit and walking in the flesh. So to be carnally minded is to walk in the flesh. To walk according to my own counsel. To walk according to my senses. What I feel. What I understand. My own judgment. My own knowledge of good and evil. That's what it means to be carnally minded. But to be spiritually minded, which means to be led of God's spirit in everything I do. To be instructed of the Lord. For my paths to be directed of the Lord. So to be carnally minded is death. So God was not saying, Adam, I will deal with you. You disobeyed me. No, that was not the point. The point there was, Adam, you made your choice to be carnally minded. You made your choice to walk on your own judgments, to have your knowledge of good and evil for yourself, to make those choices. So you decided to be carnally minded and these are the consequences. You're, you're going to face a lot of hardship as a result of that choice. You will till the ground and tons and tissues will it bring unto you. Your women will labor, you know. So it wasn't like God was cursing it. No, he was just telling him, this choice you made is a difficult road ahead. 
Because to be carnally minded is death. You will die. The day you eat, you will die. The day you become carnally minded, you will die. So man became what he became as a result of the fall. He, you know, the, the devil was like, you know, God has put you down so much. You, you, you don't have a say in your life. You don't, you have free will. You're not using it. You, you're not standing. You cannot stand. You should stand. And then man made the decision to stand on his own. And he stood in a way he shouldn't stand. And that was what brought about the fall. So man fell as a result of that choice. And by nature, he became the enemy of God. He hates God. He fights God. He hates the laws of God. And is ready to agree with every rebellion against God. So, you know, I found, I found out that there, there is a, this group of people in this small world that we are living in that actually believe that God has, he entered into some knowledge that made him supreme. He declared himself supreme. And if they themselves can, you know, can lay hands on those, that knowledge that made God, God, they would also become God. When I, I was like, what manner of rebellion against God? That's the height of it. Rebellion to the high, highest high. You know, just imagine that. You know, so man was never made to be God, but he's trying to make himself a God. So he sets up his own standards, his own desires, his own rules, his own laws. Had God said, who is God to tell me what to do? I can decide for myself the knowledge of good and evil. I can have it. The knowledge of good and evil. I can know what's good for me. I can know what's not good for me. I can make those choices by myself. To be carnally minded is death. And as a result of man being an enmity, being in enmity with God, this was what brought about the enmity because of sin. You know, sin entered because man decided to walk out, to stand on his own in a way he wasn't supposed to stand. And because of sin, man became self-centered, egocentric. Man became superior to everyone else. But then the problem here is everyone else is doing the same thing. Everyone else wants to have his own way, wants to do it his way, wants to, want to stand as I am, I am self-sufficient. So when you see another person standing like that, envy comes, jealousy comes, strife comes. So because man, first of all, has a wrong relationship with God, he now has a wrong relationship with other men. They are all trying to be gods. They all want to be gods. And so they clash. We are all right. Everyone else is wrong. The problem is the next man is also saying the same thing about me. So hatred comes in and war against men. It is the war of the false gods. All in enmity against God. All in Let me bring it home. Let me give you an example. Uh, from the Bible, first of all, the story of Joseph. So he came to his brothers and said, oh, I had a dream. And in this dream, it's like salvation is going to come from me. I'll be the one to bring salvation to this tribe. You know, I saw all of you bow down to me. I'm the, I'm the one that will bring the solutions that we need in this tribe. 
and the brethren were like no that should be me that should be that should be me everyone that you, you know let's let's deal with this boy he must not that that's not so they took joseph and they were prepared to kill him it's not that miraculously he was delivered look ar around us today let's look for examples around us today i'll allow your your imagination to go wild you see a particular tribe too for instance rising up in a nation to say if it is not our tribe that will bring salvation there will be no salvation to this nation if there must be salvation we are the ones to bring it so you see that elevation to god's status in that in that country and then every other tribe gangs up against that tribe just like they did to joseph they gang up and say who are you who are you to declare yourself savior of this nation you know who are you and then they, they call it pride they call it arrogance and then you see strife you see you see all manner of envy hatred men against men because first of all the relationship with god is wrong so the gods indeed are to blame for all the unrest in the world today they are to blame but man will not accept that the troubles in the world has anything to do with god or with christ he doesn't want to hear it so he's looking for solution for peace in the world in any other thing you can find he's looking where can peace come from but yet the the peace you know oh my god when the bible say he is our peace uh, we'll come to that amen so romans chapter 8 from verse 5 to 6 says it makes us to understand that the strength of the enmity man towards god is evidence in the fact that when man got the opportunity to strike at god he did it in the person of jesus christ acts 2:23. the carnal heart is not subject to the law of god for the very necessity of his nature cannot be romans 7 14 and such enmity against god or, or against the god of all life can mean nothing else than death so god gave him guidance he rejected it he preferred strife war death so the result of man submitting to god means not only peace with god but also peace with himself and peace with men you know man lost his own peace because of this because of the strife because of that decision to stand at god as god he no longer has peace with himself he no longer has peace with other men and he no longer has peace with god so yet man will turn around and blame god again for his lack of peace That's the problem. That was the original scene from the very beginning. However, grace tells another story. Romans 5.10, he said, For if while we were yet enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, we will be saved by his life. Now, let's take that part. What does that mean? Let's break it down so we can... We can get it while we were yet enemies we were reconciled to god through the death of his son you see god cannot love anyone more than he already did because we got to the lowest of the lowest with a heart of rebellion against god 
And even then, he gave his highest love in Christ, taking upon himself our debt to die, even the death of the cross. It was for our rebellion. What more? What more? If someone can give you his best at your worst, what more? So God saw this rebellion against him. He saw this rebellion against his laws, against his ways, against his instructions, against his guidance. But yet, we'll not let man perish. We'll not let man be totally destroyed. Colossians 1, 20, 21. And you that were sometimes annihilated and enemies in your mind by your wicked works, yet has he now reconciled. Hallelujah. So when, when the Bible talks about we were once enemies of God, you, you now get the concept. We were enemies. We were rebelling against God. Even till today, some still do. The world, the mind, that's why the Bible says the carnal mind is at enmity with God. The carnal mind cannot be subject to the law of God. It rejects the law. It fights the law of God. It says, you know what? I know what's best for me. I can do me. Self-preservation. Self this. Self that. Self-enlightenment. Self-glory. So, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We, we, we were set to perish because we were, we were already chosen death. We chose death in that we chose to be separated from God. We chose to be independent from God. That was the original sin. So God has given to man life, reconciliation, reconciliation, you know, just imagine how it would be if everyone was to listen to God. If everyone was to say, oh God, have your way in us. Let's do your will. Teach us the way of life, how we should be guided. Teach us how we should walk. Teach us the paths not to tread. Just imagine what the world will become. Instant peace. Instant peace. But no, the heart of man, the heart of man will not let it. And yet we blame God. We blame God for all the issues in the world. We blame God for the strife, for the clash among gods, among false gods. Now, 2020 came up and this is the message the Lord will have me give to you. I don't know who you are, but he said you're going to listen. So he, he, he would have me tell you, 2020, you had questions in your heart. Why would God do this? Why would God allow that? Why would God allow these issues in the world? Look at Nigeria. Look at the troubles. Why is God not saying anything? Why? And he said, he has been saying this very thing from the very beginning. That even that heart of yours, that heart of yours is the problem from the very beginning. You are still in enmity with God. 
You're still fighting him. You're still resisting him. He knows the way. He, he has life. So he said, do not harden your heart. He said, do not harden your heart when you hear his voice. The father of all life loves us. He loves us so much and he gave himself upon the cross for you. It was you he gave his life for. Accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the only way man can be reconciled to God. It's the way man can say, you know, this path mankind chose, it's not working anymore. It has never worked. I'm submitting to God. I want peace. I want peace with God. I want peace with myself. And I want peace in the world with other men. So Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Not the peace of the world. My peace I give unto you. Not the one that your carnal minds is thinking about. That's what it means by not the peace of the world. Because there is a concept of peace that the world has. That your carnal mind has. That's no peace. My peace I give. Which is first of all, reconciliation to God. Reconciling you to God. When your relationship with God is right. Then your relationship with other men becomes right also. So the clash of the gods is because when Adam ate of the fruit, when he disobeyed God, when he made his choice, when he chose his path, he actually became as gods. Yes, he did. His own standards now, his own laws, his own rules. He decided what was best for him. And that path, the Bible said, is death. But we find God. God is saying to you today. Saying to you today, if only you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end is destruction. It's destruction. Submit to God today. Let him give you peace. Let him give you peace. The problem of man had always been that man wanted to be God. He wanted to stand in a way that God had not designed him to stand. So he fell. And as a result of that fall, all the problems in the world today. And God is here crying, calling, return, return. When I speak to you, don't add in your heart. Allow it to break. Return. Let me give you peace. This is the problem. Man must be guided. Man must be taught how to live. He must be shown the way of life. 
Don't resist me any longer. And then this reconciliation was brought to us through his son Jesus Christ. Who now took away that that middle wall of partition that was between us and God. That 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 enmity between man and God. It ended in Christ. To as many who accept him, they now receive the life of God. They now have the life of God. Their steps are ordered of the Lord. That's why the Bible says, as many that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Leading. Had God said, who is God to tell me what to do? So accepting Jesus as your Savior, it's you submitting to God. It's you saying, I will not harden my heart against you, God. I've heard about your salvation, which is in Christ Jesus for mankind. I accept this salvation. I accept. What would I have done if it wasn't for you? If you're that person, I did this message because I could not rest at some point. I could not rest anymore. The Lord was pressing upon my heart to do this recording. I was supposed to do it as a video recording, but the studio was not ready on time. And, you know, and the Lord was pressing upon my heart to do the audio recording. Someone who needs to hear this. You need to submit to God. That's the only way you can have peace. Man, in all his efforts, has not been able to achieve peace. And they will continue searching. Continue searching until it is too late. They will not find peace. If it wasn't for your love, Jesus is peace. His peace. And he said, Come, come, come and take. Take of me and drink. Only don't hide in your heart. You hear my voice. Don't hide in your heart. If you're that person, Lord Jesus, I want to submit to you. I want you to show me how to be. I want you to, to instruct my path. I want you to be the Lord. That's what it means. Lord. My life. And he becomes your savior. So I want you to become my Lord. My savior. For my rebellion was to pay is dead for the carnal mind is dead
changing through all of my days. 